0: Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Wren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share my friends' God stories with you. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and will be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 152 with my friend Jessica Epp. Jessica is a wife, mom to four, a creative small business owner of an earring and top boutique called Epp & Co. Today, Jessica shares how the rug was pulled out from under her in finding out her husband had an inappropriate relationship outside of their marriage two and a half years ago. We talk about a divine appointment at the entrance of Target that she will never forget. And y'all, the advice that Jessica gives to us if we're walking through something hard is worth listening to the entire episode. When we started recording, Jessica's first words were, It was never the story I wanted. But you will be so very encouraged because she also said, God is a God who is near." She encourages us and how she found joy during that time and how God showed beauty out of the ruins in a unique way. Y'all, Jessica is so lovable, you will be encouraged by hearing her God story. So here is my conversation with Jessica Epp. Well, hey, Jessica, welcome to the Friends
1: of a Feather podcast. It's so good to be here. I feel like I'm hearing a friend because I recognize your voice. I know your voice. It's like my (laughs) internet friends here.
0: Yes, and the same with you. I'm so excited that we get to actually face-to-face, not really, I mean, we're on Zoom, but still face-to-face on a computer screen getting to talk and chat. So thanks for coming. I'm so
1: glad to be here.
0: Yay. Okay. So I think we, uh, w- not I think we met over Instagram and I've been following you for a while. I think, um, I think I found you through Kelly Stamps and she mentioned Ep and Co, which is mm-hmm. your business online. And so we just kind of started talking in on, I guess, in Insta stories and then you started having. Or I found that you were starting to have these Top Shop on Fridays, where you have an <laughs> an earring and a shop, a, a, an earring and a top that you paired together, and you had for sale. And I was like, "This is genius!" And so I keep coming back for more, girl. You have I'm the cutest so stuff. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. So I'm wearing the earrings, and I've got the bracelet, and you've been so sweet, and um, and so I'm excited that you are now gonna share your story on the podcast.
1: I'm honored. I really am. It's good
0: to be here. Well, it's funny because when I found you, and then, um, or I reconnected with finding you, because I think I was already following you, but um, I, of course, did a little stalking um and went to your website and then uh you mentioned your story and you just uh I, I kept seeing where you were saying god's grace was all over our story and um and so i was so intrigued and so i reached out and was like i this is funny because i was stalking you and you shared with me a little of your story and so i really thought it'd be really beneficial for my listeners to hear and if they are um walking through this that you could give them encouragement and hope through it uh, that are Hope is in Jesus, and that you can give them hope through your story. So, I am so excited that you're here. And so, tell my listeners about Jessica and your family.
1: Okay. So, I am Jessica, and I'm so glad to be here. I am the mom of four kids, uh, 11 to 3. So, it's a busy house. I'm married to my husband, Ryan. We've been married for Almost thirteen years. We live outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, like you mentioned, I own an online jewelry and um, top boutique, um, and so you can find me on the web. But yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. Um, I guess the the elevator speech, if you will. But if we were sitting down for coffee, obviously, you know, there is a deeper part of my story that. I'm excited to share with you guys. I share. I share it with my hands trembling and a little bit of a sick stomach because it was never the story I wanted, you know. And um, God's grace has been all over it. And um, as I peel back the layers, I just see Jesus at every mark. And so I'm hopeful that your listeners will glean from. Just the the faithfulness of Christ that I've found, and that um, they will walk away with from our conversation today, just knowing that God is a God that's always with us. He's present and He's a faithful God, and He meets us at our in our greatest joys and our deepest sorrows.
0: I love how you're saying that because I remember, you know, right now there's so much in the world going on and and just um, animosity and all the things, but no one can argue with, and I heard somebody say this years ago, no one can argue with the testimony of what God has done in your life and how that is such, uh, that's just stuck with me of that, you know, there might be people out there that doubt that that can happen in their own life, but they can see your life as proof of the testimony that you have of what God has done and how he has been so faithful and gracious in your marriage and in your life as well. So I'm so excited to have you share about it. I appreciate you sharing because I know this is a private thing and a, and a, um, a thing that you know, could be hard to share, but I, I applaud you. I know you're vulnerable in this, but I applaud you for really showing Jesus to us through this and through the story. And so let's go back. So you have four kids. I know most of them are girls. Is that right?
1: Well, I have two boys. And okay. Are boys okay. Are the bookends. And so okay. my first and my last are boys and I have two little girls sandwiched in the middle.
0: You've got the perfect amount.
1: We do. I am. Um, it's everybody has a playmate, yes. and um, it's all fun and games until one turns on the other three, and you know, then we have a war—a really, uh-huh. really big war.
0: So. Yeah, and well, and also you're virtual schooling right now too.
1: I am. I am. So I've gone back to kindergarten. I'm learning yep. the long O's and <laughs> A's and all those kind of things that I may have missed the first go round. Some buttoning up, um, and my. Appreciation for teachers has gone to new heights. Uh, yeah. right? But it's it's been a sweet season too. So yeah, um, yeah. well,
0: that. and your husband has helped you with the earring business. We're going to get into that too. I know when you first started out, but um, I know that it uh, it it is great that you have uh, a helper in that too, so that you yeah. can kind of both balance um, it all out with the business and also virtual schooling and all things. It's so funny you said that about teachers because. Um, The first day of school, we got an email from my son's teacher. He's seven. And we got an email from her her and she said, oh, thank you so much. Y'all have been so generous today. And I think we overloaded her with Starbucks (laughs) gift cards, Sonic gift cards, restaurant gift cards. We 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 probably brought her coffee. I mean, like we overloaded that lady. (laughs) Heroes, heroes. (laughs) <laughs> right, oh gosh, that's funny, but no, they need it, they need it, and they need our prayers too. but, um, okay, so let's go back in your story a little bit when your husband admitted to an inappropriate relationship. Tell me how you felt during that time,
1: yeah, so I will tell you, I did feel like the Lord had prepared me to that for that for that day, even as, you know thirty days before I just felt like an unsettling, mm-hmm. and I just felt like God really draw me close and impress in my heart to just be in his word and just to pray. I pray for his truth when things just something didn't feel right. I prayed um, that he, he would be glorified in our lives. There was just some very specific prayers that I prayed. Um, but when I found out the news, my husband confessed to me um, that there had been an inappropriate relationship that had happened um, months prior. This was uh, six months later that I found out that Um, It had ended and it was six months later and I felt like the life that I knew it was over. Like we were this happy family from my understanding. We went to church on Sunday. We were life group leaders. We had our four kids. It was my dream to be a mom of kiddos and a busy house. And I felt like we had everything that I had prayed for, even though something didn't feel right. So when he confessed to that I felt like my life I was picked up and kind of put in this tornado and I just felt like things started spinning and um very quickly I felt like I was dropped in the middle of the ocean and the wave just kept coming and you know I can look back at that time and I can say I felt anger and I felt shock and I felt deep sadness and I just felt so um confused and how is this my life and you know, initially those emotions, all of them kept coming different times that, you know, in one day I felt like I kind of walked through the whole process of grief multiple times. Mm -hmm. And as, as time went on, I could see more of a trend of like, I'm in deep sadness right now. And maybe the shock's kind of worn off or, you know, I'm really, really angry. And I just, I've never known myself to be a really angry person, but I'm really angry. Or I just feel numb and I'm not really feeling anything. So initially a lot of emotion and then over time I could kind of identify more of what I'm feeling and work through that with a counselor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned a counselor. So did you immediately get counseling for yourself or for both of you? How did you walk through that?
1: That was pivotal. Um, So very quickly, um, I went home and stayed with my family for a little bit, just a couple of weeks, just to kind of let the dust settle. And when I came back, we, the first time we saw each other was in a counselor's office. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's so many variables in this equation that made um, reconciliation an option for us. And one critical thing was that my husband was repentant. Mm -hmm. and he was willing to submit to the process. He was willing to do the hard work. I was willing to do the hard work. Um, And so we met in that counselor's office. We, you know, went through a period of time until our counselor was like, I've done all, I've given you all the tools, Mm -hmm. keep me on speed dial and kind of launched us out. But, and then I also was going to personal counseling. so. Multiple counselors were involved, and that was so important just to have a sounding board that was safe, Mm. that um, was godly, that was going to give us um, a biblical perspective on what we hoped to achieve um, and where we wanted to go and how we wanted to heal and all those really important things that you know, he could call us out if we were kind of a little to the left or whatever. And so, mm-hmm.
0: well, and I love that you brought up the word, uh, reconciliation and how there are a lot of variables in that, because I have interviewed women before that the variables were different and they did not have reconciliation. They had redemption, but they yes. did not have reconciliation. And mm-hmm. there is a difference in that. And I'll never forget that when I heard the difference, but, um, but God's God worked in each one of your hearts. And like you said, he, your husband was repentant and ready to work on it and do the hard work. And so I know you're grateful for that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And
0: tell me what, how was Jesus just tangibly near to you during that time? Just when you were just broken and, and angry, Mm -hmm. how is Jesus near to you?
1: you know, I, I saw God in so many different ways, you know, when you're desperate, it, it was just a cry every morning, like Jesus, I need you to show up for me. I need I'm not going to make it through this day. I need to, I need to feel you. I need to see you. I will I'll, primary, uh, you, you hear the quote that if you want to hear from God, open your Bible and like it's there. And I did that in that I've really learned to use his word as a weapon. Um, just knowing his truth was able, I was able to counteract the lies that I was hearing from the enemy because, you know, betrayal hits at your core of your worth mm-hmm. and you're going to start for me. I really started just battling these lies of like who I am versus what, what's happened in my situation. And, God's truth overwhelmed me every single morning and his mercies were new every morning. And I saw that he would show up for me. I, I feel like I made home in the Psalms and I learned and I saw that God is a God that is near. And just like I told you this morning that uh, I recognized your voice from the internet <laughs> <or Instagram, laughs> and I felt like, you know, my friend was here you know, reading God's word, I recognized his voice when those lies started to come up and I could call him out like, this is a lie from the enemy. And this is what God's word says about me. And this is what God's word says about our situation. And whether we receive reconciliation or not in our marriage, I'm whole based on what God says about me. And so that I, I really learned how to just feel God's presence and see his active work in my life through his word. And then he he was tangible in just circumstantial kind of situations that I could look and say, this is undeniably Christ. Christ knows me. He, um, my, I have a relationship with him, but he, he knows my personality and he knows how to show up in ways that I can't orchestrate. And that was just so, just so personal that God would do that for me in such a desperate time in my life.
0: Well, and also giving you your family, I'm assuming kind of close by so that you could go for two weeks, you know, Mm -hmm. after you find out and then you could go and be with them and they were the body of Christ for you during that time. So tell me if there was another time when you were... Uh, walking through this when you just knew it was that either you got a note in the mail or you had a text from a friend or was there anything like that that you just knew this was this was the hands and feet of Jesus
1: yes absolutely so um a lot of a lot I needed a lot of processing time and uh my husband was willing to do whatever it took for us to be okay so he did he gave me the gift of time and that was so helpful, just time to walk, time to just get away. So one day I went to see like the modern day version of Little Women. <laughs> Little Women. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it made any like stars on anything. Uh, <laughs> I love the it. Modern day. The, I love, I loved like the, the newish one. Oh, but that's right. The one that was like mm-hmm. modern day. I don't know.
0: Yes. It was a little
1: different. It was than different. Why rider? Concert. Yes. I was and thinking of that was, one. Yes. You know, the new one that just came out was like really good too.
0: Yes. So yeah, I yeah. went
1: and saw this little women a couple years back by myself. It was a matinee. Mm-hmm. I'm like in the theater crying. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. It was yes. just not cute. You know, like <laughs> I wasn't cute. The yeah. movie was okay, whatever. So afterwards, um, I looked at my phone and I saw a text message from a discipleship group just asking for prayer requests for the week. And I was like, okay, what's my prayer request? My I basically have the same prayer request. Yeah. But I was like, I just kind of feel like I'm hung up. You know, you kind of hit things and you're the healing process and kind of got to work through it. And I just felt like I was hung up and I couldn't really figure out what it was. And so I was like, Lord, just show me. And so I went to Target. Why not? You know, <laughs> it was a target about 20 minutes away from where I live. I go in, I, I'm just walking, thinking, processing, asking God, like, what is my hangup? Because there's something not, I feel like I'm just, I've hit a wall. And um, I really just felt like the Lord was impressed on my heart that I can really believe truth for other people. I can tell you your, are uh, reconciliation and your restoration is possible. God can do anything. God can move. God can do all these things for you. I can spell it out. But do I really believe it for myself? And I really felt like the Lord was pressing my heart. You are wrestling with believing truth for yourself. You believe it for others, but maybe not for yourself. And maybe you don't think that you could, I can actually do what I say I can do for you. And so I'm like, okay, that's it. I I need I need God's truth to reign in this area. And walking out, I didn't have a thing. I didn't buy anything that day, which is extremely abnormal at Target. <laughs> I mean, what in the world? And even better, I'm walking out of the entrance of Target. Oh no! Of like, so I'm just walking out the wrong direction, and I look up and I recognize this really cute couple. And it turned out I was going to, we were going to their marriage conference the next day and they had just flown into the Raleigh area Uh and here they are. And I had, you know, I'm going to a marriage conference. Things are so fragile. I had already looked them up. I knew what they looked like. Uh And I know I looked up at them like completely stunned. Like (laughs) what is happening? Here's the marriage speakers. They're not from here. They're from Texas. And Being uh, cool, calm, and collective, I burst into tears. Burst into tears. Isn't that great in the middle of Target? (laughs) So here's the pumpkins. Here's crying girl. Here's the marriage speakers. Mm. And just immediately, just such wisdom, the husband was like, he he obviously knew. I, I looked at them and said, you're the marriage speakers for the conference we're going to, and I'm crying. They obviously know there's some, a fragile situation, and he immediately just said, God can do it for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, man, that just, it, I can't even share it without just reliving the moment when God just showed up and was so tangible. That lie that I was just processing in my mind, here he's speaking truth right over it, and that was just such a tangible jesus moment um with like speaker i mean what are the chances that i would go to this target to begin with
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: the marriage speakers come in i'm wrestling with a lie i burst into tears they speak this truth over to me it was so so tangible we went to that conference and i just can say i look back and just see such a pivotal change um, for me you know my husband was already there he was just repentant, willing to do whatever. I, you know, I immediately just begin to see him serve our family in ways that he'd never had before. You know, he's not an emotional guy. So it wasn't like this major emotional response, but just active serving, showing up, seeing that man daily in God's word. I would walk down the stairs in the morning seeing him on his knees praying for our family. Those were so tangible to see his work, but in that, at that marriage conference I really felt like I'm going to have to be an active participant too. And I'm going to have to look for the ways that not just be a better wife, but the ways God wants to work in my heart and look for my holes and be humbled myself and I can just see God really just I don't know show up and move and get us to a new point and you know that wall that I was asking God to remove, he 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 dropped it. He he crushed it and um that was that was a really important step.
0: Mm. In the middle of Target, right? In the middle of
1: Target. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. That is so huge. And I I'm so grateful for God's tangible reminders at the right time. He knows exactly when we need it and how we need it and how kind and gentle and sweet that is of -hmm. the Lord. Exactly. Well, there was a quote that you said, and I like, you know, I I stalked you and kind of did a deep dive, but I want to read it to you that you said, and I want you to tell me a little bit about it. You said, the rug can be swept out from under you, And you can still have joy in Jesus. Yes. So tell me how, I know the place in Target, that moment was a huge part, but tell me what else about the rug being pulled out from under you that you can still have joy in Jesus, what you meant by that.
1: Absolutely. Well, so when I went into the counselor's office that first day, I was like, okay, give me the one, two threes, because Mm -hmm. this hurts and I want it to stop. And I just felt like I would be in, you know, black grief for however long. And then one day I'd wake up and I'd be okay. And, you know, grief is not linear. And I, I really saw for myself that it wasn't just a, I'm either going to be joyful or I'm gonna be really sad. It was kind of like both and, and I'm such a black and white person sometimes that that was hard for me to really grasp that. You know, I could find joy. I could find, you know, there was a such a sweetness that I experienced with the Lord in healing that I could find joy and I could be okay. Didn't mean that I wasn't hurting. It didn't mean that life wasn't messy, but I, I was able to still have joy. And I, you know, the, the verse, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Like that, I'm like, it's actually true. It's actually true. And I remember our, our counselor, his name was Larry. I was like, Larry, I need you to tell me when I'm going to feel like dancing in the kitchen again. You know, when am I going to feel this over bubbling of joy? And because that's what I had seen as my previous life. And it's not either or it's, it can be both and joy and sadness can coexist. And, uh, I think the freedom to feel like that's okay, that I'm still healing, whether I feel whatever I feel, if I feel joy today, if I feel sadness, if I'm happy, like it's all part of the process and it's not linear. And, um, I think the, the sufficiency of Christ in those times is what, what, why it's the, why you can feel that joy.
0: I think you just gave a lot of women permission. Mm. I think you gave them permission to say, okay, I can feel both. Mm
1: -hmm. I can feel
0: so sorrowful, but I can feel joy. Um, And that's freeing. That's freedom. It
1: It is. And I felt like my fear was, would I still be healing? Like, is that, am I still healing? Am I still on the right path if I do feel kind of okay today or if I don't and, I I think you are. It's all part of the process.
0: Well, and I love how God brings beauty from ashes. I've been saying that a lot lately. I've seen other stories that are like this. And and he brought something beautiful from y'all's story. And you have this entrepreneurial spirit in you. And I love that about you. I think you had said in a previous interview that you have about 10 or 12 different entrepreneurial ideas like company ideas and names and all this and so tell me take me back to when you were walking through this really difficult time but how joy and sorrow are mixing but then you you brought this idea to your husband and what came from that?
1: Yeah so I have I I could rattle off probably <laughs> in different businesses, I could be like, okay, you should do this, this, you'd be so good at this. And, Ooh, we could do a business like this. And, "Mm," you know, I've, I've always had that. It's just, Mm. I don't know. I, I don't even know when it happened, but I've always been a stay at home mom and I've never, I never really had a career prior to being a mom. So I just, God knew that about me from the very beginning. And during this process, I was just, we were trying to work on the friendship you know, life, our marriage wasn't what we thought, what I thought. And we kind of were starting from ground zero in the ruins and trying to start rebuilding as a friendship. And I just felt like I was sitting in ashes. And it was kind of like one night I had gone to the fabric store and got some fabric. And I was like, you know, I kind of just want to make an earring. I had actually – had this idea years before (laughs) shocker and I never launched it. I went on to have a couple more kids and so I was describing it to my husband. He's very creative. He's good at drawing things. And so I described an earring. He drew it out. I hand cut it that night. And that was kind of where things began, wow. as far as earrings. I um, started selling with a friend on Instagram, and then eventually launched into Epping Co. And it's just been this way that God's reminded me: like this was something that was cute and beautiful, but it came from a really dark season. Mm-hmm. And you know, I it's a business now, and I get to send those earrings out to people. But I just always think like. God, you, this is you. This Mm -hmm. is, this is part of our redemption story. This is, you knew me so much that you kind of were able to launch it in a time where I needed, I needed kind of a hobby. I needed something to do with my hands and process. And I would be listening to podcasts and books on tape. And it was just kind of an active thing that was a little mindless too, but it was also creative and I really felt like, you know, it's it's just beauty from ashes and that's what I see every time I make a pair of earrings. Mm.
0: So do you hand make every single pair?
1: So I do have some like pre-mades that I sell, but if if you see a leather earring, those are handmade. So wow. yeah. <laughs>
0: that is incredible. That is I'm wearing some right now and I love them and Oh, I love uh, them. Too. So thanks. But okay, so I just love the fact that God brings beauty from ruins, like you said, and um, how He's used your story and and used you, and uh, and so I'm so grateful that you were able to come on the podcast to share parts of your story, and that you are continuing to bless others and to minister to them through beauty and through, you know, shirts that we get to buy and, and earrings and bracelets and, and how meaningful that is. So I just, I love that. I love that. This is a, you know, we've been talking about tangible things. We, this is a tangible way that we have seen God work in your life and in your marriage. That is, that is huge. That's a big deal. So
1: definitely has done a work.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So one last question before uh, we do eat, read, love, but what would you tell a woman that is was in your shoes a few years ago when you were walking through um, this dark time?
1: Oh, I, I feel like I could just tell them a lot. <laughs> but you know, I would. I would obviously I know the pain that they're walking through, and I know how it feels to for life to look one way and look completely different another way. And so, I would just tell them there's a tremendous hope, in whether they will be reconciled in their marriage, they will be restored. They will be whole one day because of Christ. And um, they will find joy one day. I would certainly recommend a really good counselor. I would recommend I couldn't have gotten through this. Truly, I could not have gotten through this without um, God's word being a part of my life. Abiding in Christ um, took on new meaning during this time. And so getting in God's word every day and praying and asking him to heal you is, was the miracle that happened in my heart. And so there's a lot of things we can do, but we need God to work in our hearts on, on our behalf. And so I would just say that, you know, get people around you that can walk with you that can, um, can, pr- will protect you. will will honor your story, but will also, um, speak truth as you, as you need it. Um, it's what you're going through is sacred and it's, it's not lost on me, the pain, but the hope that can happen. You know, I, I thought I just missed and grieved the life that I had two and a half years ago, but the life I have now. It's real and it's authentic and it's one where God is working and I can, I know without a shadow of a doubt that generations will be changed because of the hard work that happened to my husband and in my marriage. I sometimes wonder what what's going to happen when my kids fully hear this story and I know that they will have experienced the reconciliation, the redemption of Christ, and they will they will know parents who have been redeemed from the pit, and they will have gotten to live that. And so to my sister walking through this, I just want her to know that there's a lot of hope. And those dark days that she's experiencing right now, they are a season. This is a chapter in her book. This isn't the entire story. This isn't her new identity. This is a chapter, and it is one that God will absolutely not waste.
0: Mm, I love that. Let's end on that. That's perfect. So tell everyone where they can find you online.
1: So you can find me. (laughs) It's sometimes a little bit of a hot mess because we just (laughs) peel back the curtain a little bit and my kids are running around and all that fun stuff. But come follow me at Epp and Co, E-P-P-A-N-D-C-O on Instagram or Facebook and uh, the website, you can also find me there. It's epinco.com.
0: It's great and so encouraging. I love following you and, and interacting with you on Instagram. And I just found you on Facebook. So Yay! that's exciting too. We're
1: excited, We're going to get some good lives going soon there.
0: Okay. Tell me, I like to eat, you know, I think you know that about me, that I like to eat. So tell me what you are eating that you love and what you are reading and what you are loving right now.
1: Okay. So eating, there's this popcorn, it's a North Carolina based popcorn and it's called Poppy. Okay. And they have all these different blends and some different little stores that I'll go into sell it, and I feel like it's like such a treat when I get it because it's okay. not, not the cheapest thing in the world, but it's like oh, this is really good. Okay. So I like the Asheville mix. It has like it, it's a mix of jalapeno, cheddar, and caramel popcorn all
0: together. Oh, my word,
1: it's such a treat. If you like the blend of um, sweet, salty, a little spicy, mm-hmm. um, that is your new your friend. So Poppy Popcorn. That's what I'm eating. Okay. Um, What I'm reading, well, I just finished up Jennifer Allwood's Fear is Not the Boss of You. Uh That was excellent. And I'm right in the middle of, um, so Allie Beth Stuckey, her book, You Are Not Enough, and That's Okay. And Yes. Man, I'm getting all kinds of like, yes, 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 that is good. That is so good. I'm so much is resonating with me on that. It just goes head to head with kind of culture. And okay, that's what I'm reading, eating, reading, and what's the other thing? Loving, loving. Oh, I am loving this fall weather. It's just. I feel like I can breathe a little bit again after a hot North Carolina summer, mm-hmm. just that Christmas in the air and kind of a chilly evening sitting out on the back porch. I'm loving that. I'm yes. I'm here for the fall all day. Mm-hmm. Fall weather is my friend. Give me the t-shirt. I'm here <laughs> <Yes>. for it.
0: <laughs> Give me the earrings. Right. That's why yes. I love these minor rust for everybody. I know everybody's listening, can't see, but, um, they're rust and they are have fringe and, I love that. I feel very fallish when I'm wearing them.
1: I just, I love, I love the ensemble. You guys (laughs) love it.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Jessica, for coming on the podcast. And it was a joy, absolute joy to talk to you today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining me for this conversation today with my friend, Jessica. Y'all, she's precious, isn't she? You can connect with her on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find her direct link at the show notes at renrobins.com slash podcast. And y'all, one more thing. Would you do me a favor? Would you consider sharing this episode with a friend? Maybe it's someone who's walking in a hard place in her marriage and she just needs some encouragement. Alright, I have to tell y'all something that is coming up that I'm super excited about. And you will find Jessica on this list. (laughs) I wanted to go ahead and tell you that on Friday, November 20th, is the annual gift-giving guide on the Friends of a Feather podcast. It's when I get to share with you 10 different small businesses that I support, that I love, and that I'm buying some things for Christmas for. So we will have our regular episode next week. But then on November 20th, we will have the gift giving guide. Don't forget to subscribe so you will not miss that episode. And y'all, I don't usually do a lot of giveaways, but it's 2020. And sometimes you just got to have a few giveaways, right? So make sure you're following the Friends of a Feather podcast on Instagram to take part in some of those awesome giveaways. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, friends. Remember, we are all friends of a feather. So let's stick together. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.